the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Thon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Mark Conf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tanbella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is Rock Follies. Let get a kick out of that. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to rock folly. Rock follies. You'll see when we get into the question. <laughs> no, right. It's not a geology question. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to get right into uh, email time because I know that the audience would be very interested to hear this. Patty, uh, email comes in. What is this all about Prop 19? Can you explain it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really a game changer potentially for the Bay Area. And it was a proposition that was passed in November. And it goes into a it, it has to do with maintaining your low property tax basis, okay. assuming that you have one. And it applies if you sell and I'll get into the conditions of that and it also applies if it if a property transfers there's a death in the family it transfers to a sibling or whoever um, so currently if you're over 55 you have a once in a lifetime chance to hold on to your your um, low property tax base and what do we mean by that so let's say you have a home that's worth three million dollars that's not very hard to have in the bay area sure and you know you maybe you're there for 40 years you might only be paying you know five thousand dollars in taxes and if you bought that house today it would be you know thirty thousand a year in taxes so most people ramble, rum, rambling around in a big $3 million, $5 million house, and it's been there for 40 years, I'm going to guess it's one or two people, and they're older, and they don't need that much space, and they want to shrink some of their expenses. So generally, the thing I hear most from people is, I'd like to stay in Marin. I just want a smaller house. Okay, smaller. How many do you have now? I have four bedrooms plus a den. Um, but I want three bedrooms. Well, somehow people think that they can go from a four-bedroom house to a three-bedroom house and pay half. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. <laughs> it doesn't uh-huh. work that way, right? Not, not exactly, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, well, maybe I'll go to Napa, maybe I'll go to Sonoma, and I'll buy something for a million or a million five. And it's like, well, too bad, even though you're over 55, you're still going to pay property taxes on a million five or a million, which is ten or 15000 
So mm-hmm. I can't take my low 5,000 tax bracket. No, no, no. There's only a few reciprocal counties per 1990. And those counties are places people just generally don't want to go. And there's only a couple of them. So now, as of April 17th of this year, you can, if you're over 55, you're disabled and a fire victim. No, no, or a fire victim. Not and. You don't have to be all three. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's either two either people qualify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's either disabled or fit over 55 yeah. or a fire victim. Okay. Yeah, I'm kidding about all, you have to qualify okay. for all three. Like it's forget that. Gotcha. But anyway, so if you if you qualify for any in any of those categories, and I'm really glad it's for you know the fire victims because they didn't yeah. do that and they had a house. Exactly, that's not fair. Know. Very good. That's very yeah. Good. Yep. So now you can do it up to three times in your lifetime, and yeah. it it also used to be that you have to buy something below what you're selling. Um, okay. And that was a big deal because people could find anything and whatever. Yeah. So now you can, it can go above, but there's a sort of somewhat complicated algorithm for how that works, but you get credit for buying below and keeping that tax basis. And then you pay a portion of the, what I'm getting complicated. But yeah, but it, really it, may, it, it, is, it may be a simple, I don't remember if this is the law, but it's like if you had your $3 million house, and you were paying five thousand dollars. If you bought something for three point five million, they would say, "Okay, well, three million of it, you get to still pay the same tax, and it's the extra five hundred thousand that gets yes. normal." That, that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Which is funny. Actually, it's not. I don't. I can't. Finally, the government has some common sense to them. Some common sense. Yeah. Yes. So let me ask you a question. If you're going from a three million dollar house and you're paying five thousand to, you know, let's say one and a half million. It's not like your property taxes are going to be reduced by half. No. You know, it's it's going from 5,000 to 5,000. Yeah, do you pay the same five? Right, you're just going to keep that low tax bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Here's where it's really a game changer because before you pretty much had to stay in your county. So the problem Mm -hmm. is the Bay Area, we're, you know, we're in Palo Alto, we're in San Francisco, we're in Marin. I can't find anything that's going to bring it down. I still don't want that big house and you know a mortgage on it or whatever i'm trying to get rid of my mortgage now i want to be closer to your kids i want to be closer to my kids exactly anywhere so now i can go anywhere in the county i mean in the, in the state. state yeah so you can go to palm desert that's you can go anywhere yeah. yeah that's a really good um that's a that's common that seems very commonsensical so it's it's going to help take take care of of well that's for old people 55 and older yep. uh, who's generally over time they're going to be on a more reduced income and so this will definitely be a benefit for Plus, them. Everyone's going to benefit because, I mean, the realtors are going to benefit, you know, the, the tax people are going to benefit because more taxes are going to get paid because there's more transactions. I mean, it's just a win-win situation. And buyers are going to benefit because really the yeah. problem we have is limited inventory and no, people mm-hmm. don't know where to go and buyers want to come in. So it's, it's really good. I wonder how they got that passed because you got taxpayers on one hand who would say, wow, well, now we're not collecting this higher tax base because people are able to carry it with them. But at the same time, they're, you know, the benefit is there's more transactions. They're, yeah, they're because otherwise they just tax. say, you know what, forget it. I'm just yeah. not going to move. Now, yeah. now what happens? Yeah. They just get the same amount that they were going to get anyway. That's you know? true. Yep. Just terrible. And yeah. that's what's been happening. That's one of the big reasons for low inventory. And then and then again, if you, if you transfer within a family, you can keep the low tax. Okay. You ready? 
Okay. <laughs> time, time for a break. <laughs> I, the audience doesn't know. I slowly slipped my paper up just in front of the camera to let everyone know we have to get to a break. All right, here's our first trivia question. I'm talking rock follies here. What was the first name of the character played by David Cassidy in the 19 series, 1970 series, The Partridge Family? What was the first name of the character played by David Cassidy in the 1970 series, The Partridge Family? Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mom Fawn and Patty Cohen. Mom Fawn of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Our first trivia question was, uh, what was the first name of the character played by David Cassidy in the 1970 series, The Partridge Family? David. No, Keith. Keith Partridge. Uh, yeah. Come on, you guys are old enough to remember the Partridge family, huh? All right. Yeah. I was okay. a Brady Bunch person more than I was Partridge family. But. I liked it all. The love Friday night lineup, I could tell you exactly. Okay. Nam, uh, you want to ask uh, Patty a question about the Prop 19? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, we're talking about taxes uh, on the last segment in, in Prop 19. And so the other part of it, though, uh, Patty, you touched on it briefly, um, is for passing on a property. Uh, or transferring properties from family member to family member. So if a parent or parents pass away and they pass that on to their children, what does Prop 19, how does that impact that situation? Yeah, so it has to be owner-occupied. So you can't just take your parents and place and you know, have it as a rental or an investment. It has to be owner-occupied, mm-hmm. but the, the kids can live in it and keep that low property tax. So you could be like 34 years old, living in a $3 million house, paying 5,000 in taxes and it's free and clear. Can I meet yeah, that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, do you know how long you have to stay in the uh, property before? Oh, no. Uh, no. Like if, if you stay in it for, you know, a month and then you move out, then they're gonna say, well, no, it's not owner occupied. So, so up those taxes go, but. Right. It has to be on a rock ride. So the minute it becomes a rental, it's reassessed. And that's fair oh, enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Wow. That's fair. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Just, uh, you know, people are going to game the system other, otherwise if, they, uh, if there's some sort of, as, as we, as people do. Yeah. So interesting. I think that's going to be uh, good for an already, uh, you know, vibrant um, real estate market. Uh, I think this will add to to activity. And I mean, honestly, it might just negate the action in people moving because it's like I might as well just keep it and give it to my kids. But again, how much yeah. do you have, and how much do you want to help your kids versus live your life right now? And yeah, and, and the, the kids, kids are going to squabble it. over. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Or only one of them can live there. I mean, who's going to want to live with their siblings and they're all 40? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that happens. That'll be interesting. Uh, no, and we got to cool. Oh, Patty, how do people get a hold of you? They have questions oh. about Prop 19? 
Yeah, question about Prop 19 residential real estate anywhere in the Bay Area. My name is Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N, and I'm at 415-722-4842. And I can be reached at patty, P-A-T-T-I dot C-O-H-N at compass.com. And I'm based in Marin County. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Nam, an email comes in for you. It says, with interest rates expected to stay low, does that mean that your fund's interest rates will also expect to be remain low? Yeah, good question. I, you know, I, I, we've been asked this uh, a few times over the last several years on the show, and Mark always gives a really good answer. But uh, I'll try and I'll try and do the question a little bit of justice. Um, you know, in the past, when you've seen rate adjustments in in conventional financing, you'd mm-hmm. see some rate adjustments happen over time. Uh, a little bit of a latent effect, maybe months um, later, you'd see some rate adjustments uh, in, su- you know, in subprime, what used to be called subprime or non-QM, and then subsequently hard money. Um, you know, you don't see as much of that uh, today, although you do see that. I mean, essentially, the question is, you know, if rates go lower on conventional, doesn't that put pressure on rates for for hard money or private money? to go down. And, um, you know, as I mentioned in the past, you would see that somewhat um, because, you know, co- the cost of capital is cheaper and that impacts uh, all the way through uh, the different types of lending. But, you know, we've seen the rates drop over the last several years, right? Uh, interest rates just continue to go down and down and down to where today you're seeing, you know, rates below 3%, 25 to 2 point, you know, two and three quarters. But hard money rates haven't gone down to the same degree. They have gone down. You know, our fund returns have been, you know, where they were five years ago in the high sevens or, or low eights. They're now seven and a half percent annualized for like the Pacific Private Money Fund. So um, the short answer is yes, um, but not to the same degree as you would see, you know, uh, conventional rates go down. And that's just because, uh, you know, money's cheaper. Uh, and that creates pressure on yield for, for not only you know companies like Pacific Private Money, but uh, but all lenders. Um, but we do a lot of things though to keep that rate up. So we ended the year for the Pacific Private Money Fund somewhere around just under seven and a half percent annualized. Um, and uh, you know it would have been in the sixes like some of our peers in the industry, but. You know, we do things like sell loans that uh, fund loans in the Pacific Private Money Fund, say at nine uh, percent, and then sell them to institutional capital at eight, and that one percent difference comes back to the continues to come back to the fund while that loan is still being held by the borrower, uh, and that brings capital into or income into the fund um, that um, that helps boost the return. So short answer is. You, know, you you will see some rate compression uh, over time, but uh, you know not as big of a difference that you see in in conventional lending. All right. And how do people get a hold of you if they have uh, questions? They uh, want to get a hold of us here at Pacific Private Money. They can call 415-883-2150, or they can go to our website, uh, which is www.pacificprivatemoney. Com. And I should add to that, too, you know, we have different kinds of funds now as well. And the different funds, some of them, the, because of the type of borrower, the type of asset, aren't as impacted by conventional lending rates. 
like we may talk about the Pacific Southwest Note Fund later, uh, you're not going to see those rates um, uh, impacted much because you know we're buying loans that are have been performing for years that with rates that are locked in and have been locked in for years, and then in construction lending, you know there really isn't uh, a parallel between conventional bank rates and uh, construction loans. Yeah. So yeah, we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> All right. Hey, Patty, can you stay with us for a little bit uh, in the next segment? Okay. Sure. All right. We're going to cut to our uh, next commercial break here, and uh, we're talking uh, rock follies. In the 1960s television series, The Monkees, the band was living in which state of the U.S. while trying to break into the big time? An extra bonus points impression if you can name the city also. All right. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer wins the tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. Uh, and then question here it is again. In the 1960s television series, The Monkees, the band was living in which state of the U.S. while trying to break into the big time? And also bonus points if you can name the uh, city. You guys remember the TV show? Oh, definitely. I love the yeah, band. Great. And they're great. Hey, hey, with, hey the with the monkeys. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, Peter Tork, I think, died last year, sad. And yeah. Davy Jones, hmm. a couple years before that, the young, you know. Yeah, he was the cute one. Yeah, he was the cute one, that's right. Okay, all right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Listening to the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Pond and Patty Cohen. Second trivia question in the 1960s television series, The Monkees, the band was living in which state of the U.S. while trying to break into the big time? What state were they? New York. Nope. I know. I want to say Ohio or New Jersey. I don't know why. California. L.A. <laughs> uh, close. Malibu. Oh, man. I was going to yeah. say that. I was like, it's too obvious. Yeah. Can you imagine Malibu back then compared to now? I'm sure it's uh, uh, increased in value just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Patty, uh, seller's market, buyer's market. Well, it's a crazy seller's market. And, yes, the year just ended, but seasonality curves have really flattened in general over the last 10 years, but even mm -hmm. with COVID, they're, they're just flat, you know, pretty much all year round, people want to do something unless it's a major holiday. Um, so it's, I, I find that people are sort of giving, buyers are a lot, a little bit giving up, like there's just nothing to show them. Mm. You might have like 50 buyers, potential buyers for one property. That um, many. Wow. You know, not that so what many are bidding, but they're just going, this is nuts. I'm not even going to try. Or like, I, you know, I mean, people come and they ask me for whatever. And I'm like, well, that's what everybody wants. And it's hard to find this stuff. Um, so I think things have got to loosen up. I think that what's going to happen is there's going to be more inventory the second half of the year. Um, interest rates are going to shift a little bit. We have Prop 19. I think we just, I think it's healthy to get some stimulation with more listings. So if anybody's thinking about selling, 
talk to me. I can help you. Do you think uh, now is the time? Yeah, yeah, vaccine. How do you think like more vaccinations out there are going to affect the market? It's too hard to tell. I, I don't know that it's going to make any difference. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, you wonder. Oh, more people out there feeling okay about going to visit, like you know, visit open houses, that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Are you still doing? Um, are, are people still touring houses as much as they were before? <clears throat> or are they making offers sort of sight unseen, or, or they're still just making appointments to get into a yeah, property? Yeah, it's, it's all by appointment, and you know, one yeah. buyer at a time. But there are fewer buyers, and the buyers mm -hmm. that are out there, like let's quote buyers. I think a lot of the quote buyers that were out there before weren't really buyers. They were just mm -hmm. kind of fire kickers or let's go to an open house. I don't even know that open houses will ever come back to the extent that they were because the secret that realtors have always known is that open houses don't sell houses. So right. the brokers opens, yeah. yeah. We don't really need yeah. them, do we? So, but at the same time, so all, the, all those buyers that went to open houses, they weren't really buyers. So mm -hmm. right now, people are generally going to look at a house and then they make an offer on it and they buy it and they see it once maybe afterwards and that's it. And it's kind of a nice way to do business really because yeah. And it's less that's drama during the escrow because the seller and the buyer are both motivated and they want to do a simple transaction, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I remember, yeah, this is going back 25 years. There was uh, at least 25 years. There was a guy who was selling a uh, development housing and uh, before this one person put in a buyer or put in a, put in his offer, he said, I've got to have my uh, counselor or whatever he called him come in, uh, at nighttime. And he goes, why? He goes, well, you, you, feng shui. They yeah. want to see where, you know, how the sun comes in the light. And, yeah. and, funny. and I used to laugh at that, but then I thought, you know what? That, it's not that crazy. Of course, it depends on what time of year you go because winter is going to be different than summer and, you know, you know, yeah. Northern exposure house versus Southern kind of makes a difference. Yeah. Well, there was a very, very short lived um, HTV program called sleep on it. And that meatball song was baby, baby, let me sleep on it. And I was featured. <laughs> yeah. I, it didn't last long and I was featured in two of them. And then they actually let the buy the potential buyer sleep in the house one night. Yeah. To really feel what it's like to wake up there, to spend a night there. You know, are there howling dogs? Is it beautiful yeah. sunrise that you didn't even expect? You know. So anyway, yeah. but I mean, that'd be ideal. Let me let me live there for a week. But it's kind of yeah. So I mean, a couple things are people buying homes a little bit more sight unseen, or maybe spending less time in the properties as before. Are you hearing about people who bought a home and then months later are saying, you know what, it's not what I wanted. Or, or uh, no, no, no. Really? Uh, that's good. That's really good. Their homework. I mean, if somebody were to do that 25 years ago, uh, you know, everything's available now on the internet before you really yeah. didn't clue about much. And it is this right. price and people, and now also sellers get inspections up front. So everybody yep. knows everything beforehand and you know, the neighborhood people buy your shop, they drive the neighborhood. So there's not a lot of, Mystery. Hopefully there's no fraud going on with uh, inspections, you know, seller, uh, seller kind of hides, hire some charlatan uh, guy, you know, Shh, don't say anything about the termites, you know, <laughs> Give me uh, you know, but, you know uh -huh. that they're risking jail and, and their license. And then if, if the, if a buyer, a lot of times buyers still get inspections. Yeah. But, yeah. but it taught bottom line with seasonality, February is the best time to sell. I've looked at seasonality graphs for 40 years and they basically are pretty like level, the buyer, the buyer and the seller, inventory yeah. and demand. But in February, 
there's less to sell and more buyers out. Yeah, because that's the best hit the spring market, right? Yeah, because yeah. everybody thinks oh, the sellers think they they look prettier with their flowers in the spring, and buyers yeah. are like, they're you know, January's over and let's go buy a house. Yeah, but we can get a good deal yeah. before all the other uh, spring people. That's so, true. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. All right, uh, we've got uh, two minutes before we have to cut to our next break. Uh, yeah, I have a question. So, are you getting many people asking for ref- uh, referrals for Tahoe Realtors, like clients who? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more referrals going on than I've ever seen. You know, I've gotten a couple referrals from people down south, people from Portland mm-hmm. here, a lot of people going up to Tahoe, a lot of second homes. Yeah. Yeah. People still have money, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, we're, uh, we're going up there in a few weeks, and I'm wondering if we'll be welcome as, as Bay Area visitors to, to Tahoe <laughs> because I think they're they're getting tired of, even though a lot of them were Bay Area, yeah. and, you know, Homeowners, um, <laughs> you just probably getting tired of the crowd. Airbnb. Um, yeah, no, Verbo. So we're doing a, or VRBO. Yeah. How nice. So, well, I would be the place where most the, the place where more people are going than anywhere is Texas. And there's bumper stickers saying "Don't Californiaize Texas." Yeah. And I saw something on Facebook the other day, and it was a Realtor of the Year, Texas. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, Austin is yeah. Uh, Austin's crazy. Yeah. Third trivia question is: I'm talking rock follies here. An animated television series featured a band called the Pussycats with a lead singer with which name? Okay. Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's something and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Oh, I think I know. See, now you know. All I had to say was that. An animated television series featured a band called The Pussycats with a lead singer with which name? All right. Uh, Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate and stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Don Pond. Uh, Patty Cohen had to drop off. Uh, an animated television series featured a band called the Pussycats with a link lead singer with which name? Was it Jesse? Josie. 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 Ah. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Josie is a much better name than Jesse and the Pussycats. Yeah, for for girl, <laughs> sure. Um, so, Nam, do you have a deal of the week for us? You know, actually, just the general deals of the week. Um, boy, I, I'm, I'm doing these shows like once a month now. So yeah. um, I like to bring up specific deals when they're interesting, but uh, sometimes I like to talk about certain trends too. And, you know, we continue, this is no surprise, you know, we're continuing to do a lot of bridge loans or the whole, whole space or category of, you know, buying before you sell yeah. is, you know, blown up so much. And it's just a phenomenon that's really not going to, change in the next 10 years, especially with 
you know, the demographic that, you know, we, we started the show with, which are um, sort of boomers who are looking to downsize. Um, the nice thing is, you know, that with Prop 19 is that they can carry this tax basis with them. But um, there's still the issue of them being able to get into their next home or, or buy it, uh, whether or not they need a, well, if they need a bank loan. Um, but, but uh, you know, being stuck because banks are telling them that they need to sell their um, departing residence first. Yeah. Um, nice thing is they can carry the tax basis once this happens. But, you know, there, it was, I think, two or three years ago where the statistics, uh, the statistic came out that over the next 10 years, you're going to see this huge migration of boomers who are going to be moving down or moving, you know, moving out of state or downsizing. And, and we're only in year, essentially year two or three of that. So and now we're, we're approaching, you know, a huge um, population of people who are moving down. And you can see that in the loan activity and the, and the kind of real estate activity uh, Patty sees which are people who are wanting to uh, leave California, go to Texas, or go to a lot of other states with uh, you know, lower cost of living, lower home prices, and so they're coming to, uh, to Pacific Private Money for bridge loans. Um, that's continued. I mean, uh, our bridge loan activity went from being maybe 10% of the loans we did uh, a few years ago to being up to 40%. Oh. Um, we'll be approaching 50%. Um, but you're also seeing a lot of competitors entering the market space. And, and this I'm bringing up because if you're a realtor listening, um, these competitors are trying to be real estate companies who will say, listen, oh. um, homeowner, I'm going to buy your next home for you. Uh, and I'm going to go in and make an all cash offer for you so that you don't have to, you know, get a loan. Uh, we're going to be the buyer on your behalf and then we'll sell the home to you. And uh, why would we do that or why would you work with us? Well, it's because there's a certain guarantee that you'll get that property if we're going in and making all cash on your behalf and then turning around and selling it to you. Plus, we'll sell your home for you. So we'll be the buyer of your next home, sell it to you, and then we'll sell your current home. And then, you know, we'll make that transaction easier. But if you're a real estate agent, that's, that's your competition um, because that's taking a, a client away from you. And uh, you need to be armed with, you know, tools to combat that. Um, so a bridge loan will keep you, the realtor, in the middle of the transaction because now you can represent that client uh, for the purchase. And, um, you know, they can get a bridge loan through us and then you can represent them on the, sell, uh, on the listing. Are, are these companies, they're not using real, real estate agents? No, they actually are are the real estate agent and the real estate company, and they're going to say, listen, we're just going to buy a home. We're going to buy 123 Main Street in our name, and then we're going to sell it to a client who's approached us to sort of represent their interest in the purchase. So, so they're really bypassing all the real estate agents in a way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they're operating as a real estate company, Yeah, and they just have the money to buy the home instead of you know, instead of making the client go out and get a loan. Now, that homeowner still needs to get a loan. And so there's real estate companies now who are saying, well, use, use our mortgage arm yeah. to get a loan from us so you can buy the home from us, too. Yeah. They still have to qualify, so, though, probably, like they would have. Yeah, they still have to qualify, but it helps, yeah. it helps that, you know, there is a benefit to the home buyer because sure. they don't have to worry about all cash, making an all-cash offer or financing up front somebody else is going to 
go in and, and make the offer, buy the home, but there's a contract between that real estate company and that buyer that they're going to, a real estate company is going to sell the home to them. That Boy, that want. is kind of compelling though, especially if they're going to guarantee to buy it for a price that you feel is comfortable, right? Yeah. So there's some convenience there, but um, does it cost you anything? Uh, does it cost more or less to do this? At the end of the day, it costs about the same okay. or maybe a little bit more because you're paying for convenience. Um, so as a real estate agent, though, if you're not that company, then, you know, how are you going to compete? Yeah. And a bridge loan is the way to do it. And, and actually, we, we, sometimes we end up lending to these real estate companies who are buying these homes, too. So, you know, Pacific Private Money can do okay on in either scenario. Yeah. But, um, you know, we want to be, you know, provide realtors with the tools to compete in this kind of market. So you're telling me so, these real estate companies that are in competition with the agents are coming to you guys for money? We've done a few. Um, uh, we've done some lending to them. As we grow bigger, we're able to, you know, to, to provide a, a capital source to the companies. So you think if you're that real estate company. Yeah. You think they'd be big enough to either get a bank loan or have it all, all cash? Yeah, there's a lot of models out there. Um, and, you know, they're really trying to tap into this, this tied up equity that people have that they can't utilize until they've sold their home. So this is kind of a, a, a problem that, uh, you know, a lot of people are offering a solution to right now. But at the end of the day, getting a quick loan and not, uh, it can actually still be the easiest way yeah. to, to do a purchase. Okay. So, We've got a couple of minutes before our break. Um, tell us about the other funds you have. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the Pacific Private Money Fund and how we ended the year at, uh, you know, just under 7.5% annualized for the for the entire year. Um, behind that, just, uh, just in uh, the other funds that we launched this year going in reverse chronological order, we, in September, we launched the Pacific Southwest Note Fund. Or is that August, Edward? August. Um, August. Um, that uh, is a fund that's our first out-of-state fund. So it's taking advantage of opportunities in Texas to buy so what are called seller carryback notes. Um, that's uh, a fund that's paying a target return of 9 to 12%. And um, that's uh, doing quite well. We're actually oversubscribed, but uh, there's, there's uh, opportunities and demand is, is picking back up for filling the, the loan pool there. Uh, next fund after that is the North Star Capital Fund, and that's a fund dedicated to ground-up construction. That one, the target return is uh, 8 to 10%. Uh, that one launched in July, and it's also paying uh, above target returns. And then the, um, the fund that we launched at the beginning of last year, or Q, actually Q2, is the Pacific Freedom Fund. That one pays a flat 7%. And uh, it is a fund that we use as a quasi line of credit where we're paying, we're, we're funding loans and then selling them to institutional investors. So the range of the returns, there's kind of a flavor for everyone, anywhere from 7% fixed uh, annualized or per year to upwards of 12%. So 7 to 12 is the range of our four funds. And um, to learn more, give us a call uh, at 415-883-2150. Very good. All right, we're going to cut to our last commercial break. No trivia question, but when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments. So don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. Come right back to The Best of Investing. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer.
You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Pond of Pacific Private Money. No trivia question, but uh, Nam, you have an event coming up, don't you? Yeah, we have a fund information session. This one is Meet the Managers. That's what this uh, next one is called, and it's on Wednesday, February 10th, which is um, coming up next uh, yeah. this coming week at uh, 6 p.m. And if you go to our website, uh, go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com, go to the events section, and you can register for the event. Um, it's from 6 to 8 p.m., and essentially it's Meet the Managers of the North Star Capital Fund, which in the last segment I touched on. It's the uh, Ground Up Construction Fund, target return of 8 to 10%. Minimum investment in that fund is $100,000, one year hold. Uh, and essentially that fund is uh, used to make loans to builders and developers. Um, you know, housing is still a vastly underserved or under inventoried. Uh, in California, so the demand for, for housing is as strong as ever. Uh, the Ground Up Construction Fund, the North Star Capital Fund, is, is designed to provide the capital to you know, developers and pay a very healthy return to our investors. So go to PacificPrivateMoney.com and then um, click on the event section. And you'll be able to see that. And then we'll probably have another event uh, in March. We want to ramp up uh, at least having more virtual events, and then I would love to announce you know, soon some sort of live event, but, uh, you know, we've got to make sure we're in the clear. Uh, it'll happen sometime this year. I'm optimistic and, and I'm hoping we can squeeze in like two uh, live events before year's end. That would be a great, great goal. Because so many investors that we've talked to in the last year, two years that we've never met. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll have really good attendance just because people will want to see other human beings. <laughs> oh, there's an event too? <laughs> what are you guys talking about, by the way? I just heard that there's going to be a crowd. They don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> well, and they've, uh, you know, some of these people, like you said, they've invested uh, after doing some due diligence and they felt comfortable enough, even though they haven't, you know, met you in person. Um, I guess you could do Zoom events and that's kind of, you know. Somewhere. Yeah, we've done uh, Zoom events. I did one with a couple who live up in Shasta and that was great. Um, and I've done a few other ones, but, you know, it, you know that's, that's uh, always an option for people. Sure. At the end of the day, though, and, you know, we like to meet people face to face and, sure. and vice versa, uh, especially when they're making such a big investment. So always excited to meet people face to face. Good. And as a reminder, no fee to get in, no fee to get out on any of the funds. That's right. Um, yep. Monthly distributions, correct. except for Northstar pays quarterly, right? That's right. And then uh, investors do need to be accredited, which is uh, uh, having a million dollar net worth or annual income of 200000 an individual 300000 as a couple. But also last year they passed legislation that depending on what sort of a profession you're in, so if you oh, yeah. are in a certain professions like an attorney or a financial advisor, yeah. then you can qualify as accredited. So that was a nice um, change. Yeah, and, and that uh, accreditation, the million dollars is exclusive of your uh, personal residence. <clears throat> exactly. Okay, yeah. are you ready? Today I've got some puns for the day instead of thoughts for the day. Okay? Yeah, All right. Please. Here we go. Why did the Cyclops close his school? He only had one pupil. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that, that in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, uh, and here's one. So the wife texts the husband on a cold winter morning. Windows frozen, won't open. Husband texts back, pour some Luke water over it, and then gently tap edges with hammer. Wife texts back ten, 10 minutes later, laptop really messed up now. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. All right. Well, non fun. again, how do people get a hold of you if they uh, have questions about any of the funds or want to sign up for the uh, seminars? For the events? Yeah. So they can give us a call at the office here, 415-883-2150, or they can go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com, and then uh, click on the events section. Also, you know, if you click on invest, it, it goes into details about the, the various funds, too. So okay. if you can't make the events, um, you can always check out the website. Very good. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.